Guess what? I think we're live. We're doing this on Instagram, but I may put it out later on YouTube and Facebook and locals and all the other places. By the way, if you want to sign up for our supporter tribe where we do these Zoom meetings and other things and live shows, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. All right. And the, oh, the last little bit of housekeeping. Um, I'm partnering with a meal prep service called Gobble. Why? Because I love them. And I reached out to them and I've like, I'm using you guys for three years to make meals at home because we're busy and they're delicious. And I'm like, anything I can do to partner with you guys, it'd be awesome. And they're like, hey, we'll send you a few free meals. All you got to do is um, tell people about using the thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's awesome. It's like, actually tastes good. Unlike what I tried in the past, which is like Blue Apron and those things. I was like, ah. So anyways, they're offering you guys like this sweet intro deal, like 36 bucks and you get like six meals or some nonsense like that. It's great. Just go to gobble.com forward slash ZDogMD. And the only sponsorship that I get from this is a, a, like a few weeks of some f- like meal credits, which I already get their meals. So it's kind of awesome. Reese is telling me I need to move to the, to the left a bit because of the weird centering of Instagram. And so I did it. Um, all right. Hey, hi from Alaska, Dolores. Uh, in the USA only, Sarah Crotty. Yes, I think it's only in the USA, Gobble is. What's cool is you can actually track where the delivery is. They send it in a box with all this ice and stuff. And um, the meals last for about a week. So you, you can order like two or three meals for the family. And the cool thing is it takes like anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes to actually make the food. And it depends. If you're a really good cook, the food is transcendent. If you're like ghetto average like me, the food is still really good. So it's like a, what's cool is it's a way to like not go eat out, eat a bunch of crap, eat reasonably healthy. It tastes delicious. And you like buff up your cooking skills. And there's like a kind of cool connection. Like if you do, if you prep them with your family and then you everybody sits down together, turn off all the devices. That's what I love about it. So we've been using it since 2019 when we moved back to the San Francisco Bay. And uh, what's cool is their food actually doesn't suck. Like, especially when they like they do something ethnic, like an Asian or an Indian food, you're like, oh, here we go. It's gonna be like basically the white guy's version of that. Nope. And what's cool is the founder is actually an Indian woman from Stanford. So I was like, oh, they nailed all the ethnic food. And, and that's important to me and my off-white family. So anyways, enough racial profiling. Um, what's up? What do you guys wanna talk about today? It's like Friday, we're live. Let's just do a thing. Um, As Lena says, can I know what's the subject of this live? You guys get to determine that. So ask some questions. I don't wanna talk about COVID because who cares? I mean, unless you care, in which case more power to you. Um, We've talked everything we need to talk about COVID. Uh, The subject is about Nurses Week pizza parties, the nurse face. All right, let's talk about Nurses Week. So every year, historically, I've done like a big music parody for Nurses Week with a few exceptions, right? And this year I'm like, I'm starting to think the big Nurses Week parody that I, that I used to do. And the last one was like always a nurse. Then I did a Doc Vader one um, where he sang an Elton John tune. Um, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. You know, the whole thing. It's becoming the equivalent of the hospital pizza party. It's like, here's some pizza for the nurses. When what we really need is every single day to appreciate everybody on the healthcare team for the actualized unique human that they are and the fact that all of this is empty of any substance (laughs) and it's radiating from the eternal nothing. (laughs) So 
those two aspects of reality are not two. So we can show up in the world as these unique pearls. And that's what nurses do every day. That's what doctors do every day. That's what patients do every day. But our systems that ev- that have evolved over time don't treat us like that. So really nurses week is a time to go back and go, hey, you know what? All the pizza parties and all that, that's all fine, whatever. What really matters is we see our innate beauty, wisdom, and authentic uniqueness, and we bring it in the service of ourselves and others. And that's what healthcare ought to be. And it hasn't been like that for a long time, but it can be. And in spots it is. So really reconnecting with that sense of purpose. And in reality, in reality, everything's kind of happening, coming out of nothing and there's only now. So meaning itself has no meaning. But in the relative world of this expression, each of us is fundamentally absolutely unique in all of the cosmos, there's only us. So why aren't we honoring that? And we'll just use nurses as an example, right? Why do we make nurses data entry clerks? Why do we think that we can buy them off with a pizza party? Why has it been so painful during the pandemic and now all the travel nurses that left and are doing travel nursing are now coming back and they're having to deal with the same whack-ass administrators and administration that's, it's, it's not their fault, it, this is the system. This is the matrix that sprung up. And it in itself has its own momentum and its own thing that's going on. And, um, and it needs to be completely destroyed and rebuilt <laughs> by people that are relatively awake, which is every single person who's watching this has that as their birthright, that awakeness to what we actually are. Um, yeah, so that's what I think about Nurses Week. You're probably going, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, Aaron Alexander says, starting medical school in July and I'm bringing all your teachings to try to be a light in the broken system. This is how it works. You, We do this thing together. Like this transformation can only happen with all of us. And when I hear a comment, when I read a comment like this, someone who's coming from going to medical school, like this is how systems change. It's people that make the systems. Like the systems are just an epiphenomenon of these beings, these apparent beings. And so when the beings wake up to what all this is, then the whole thing transforms. Now, this is not some new age nonsense where it's like, man, if we all wake up, man, it'll be the age of Aquarius. It's just simple cause and effect. Uh, Because we get the system we as humans deserve in a way because we're in denial about what we are. We repress so much of our emotions. We think that time and space are somehow fundamental and real. And so we behave like we're limited, we're separate, and we're ephemeral. Whereas in reality, all of it is perfectly radiating from this eternal now. And that's how it's always been. And that's how it always will be. And each of us is just a radiant expression of that eternal divine Nothing. (laughs) And if you want to call that God, that's totally fine. (laughs) It may be beyond fine. And so when we wake up to that, then we have to go back. Then it's like we go back and process all the stuff we haven't allowed ourselves to feel. All that repression and all that emotion and all that trauma and all that struggling in the matrix 
we come back for it. We feel it. We just allow it. That's all. We don't have to do anything. You don't have to heal it. You don't have to work with it. You don't have it. It's just there. Let it be. Let Feel it. It may feel like you have food poisoning all the time for a month or two months or a year. But on the other side of that is just this radiant moment, which has always and already been exactly all there is. We just apparently don't see it. But even the not seeing, even the delusion, even the confusion, even the suffering is exactly just this, just it, the eternal now. Happening and falling away, happening and falling away, made of nothing. It's brilliant. It's like living in the movie, but knowing it's just a movie. How would you live? With freedom doesn't mean you're going to go out and murder people and do all these bad things. It just won't feel like that. It feels like love. When you look at that patient who's been suffering and has addiction and all that, you look through their eyes and you realize what's looking out through their eyes is the same one, one that's looking through your eyes. And the whole concept of eyes is just a thought. And so what's to hate? What's to be separate? How can you push and pull when there's only this? There's not even one because one implies there could have been two. There's just this. Empty perfection of this. And I realize when I talk like this, some of you are going to think, oh, now he's going to sound like Deepak Chopra. He's going to sell me beads. Nope, no beads. Just gobble.com forward slash ZDogMD for, for your 30, your, your six week meals. No, what? Six meals for 36 bucks. Do you see how I did that? I just folded that in. <laughs> Get healthy with Lori says, I've been an RN hospital for 40 years and now I uh, have two adult daughters who became Peds Onc RN while another OBGYN started her residency in Utica and, oh, and that's the end of it. Uh, dude, congratulations. What a, what a like karma of caring you've, you've perpetuated onto the world. How beautiful is that? Um, trauma-informed care at its best, Island Girl Stranded. That's, all, that's, that's what it is. Like trauma-informed simply means you feel all the things. You recognize that all, all the emotions, everything that you felt, it's simply energy and it's allowed. Not only is it allowed, but it's needed because it is just an expression of this. And when we try to repress or deny it by using thought, by projecting into future and past, by projecting into story, then that energy and motion, emotion, emotion, ends up, <clears throat> and it generates this friction that we call suffering. And even that's perfect, but... Once you know that, you can actually adjust your perspective, how you see. You can see more clearly and allow. It's just a matter of surrender. It's a matter of allowing. That's all. Um, it's really it. That's the whole thing. The whole awakening thing is surrender. Surrender. If you've seen the videos I've done recently with Suzanne Chang, um, talking about my wife's big shift that happened during her sabbatical when Suzanne came and visited, it, it was about surrender and for me as well. Um, uh, beautiful comments from nurses working different places, different jobs. Um, 
Risa says, feeling uh, like food poisoning for a year. You're really selling me on this. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, Suzanne described her process of letting go, of letting go of the sense of self. What do I mean by that? Like, don't we need a sense of self to function in this consensus reality? Like, this is a reality where of apparent separate beings all trying to get theirs, protect their family, make money, pay the mortgage, do a job, work in healthcare or not. Um, how can you do that if you're telling me, Zubin, that the self that I think I am, this person behind my eyes that's looking out and doing things, the agent here that's got a sense of free will, that that doesn't exist, that that's never existed, that you as you know yourself, this collection of stories about your birth and your life and your family and your job and your trauma and your suffering, none of that is anything more than a collection of energetic pattern and thoughts. That's it. It doesn't exist in any real way. Nothing does. The only thing that's real is this moment right now that we are sharing. And it's only real as an appearance. And it's self-knowing. It doesn't need a self. It's happening for no one. And through its miraculous happening, we somehow start to create a sense of self that believes it's a separate thing walking through space and time. And that separate self is the core of all human suffering. So how do you function when that relaxes? By the way, it doesn't just relax. For some people it does. It's a matter of surrendering and surrendering and surrendering. It's not just a series of thoughts. It's an energetic pattern that when it starts to relax, it can feel like dying, physically like dying. That's why we talk about this feeling of having food poisoning. It's like, oh, it's like every muscle in the body can contract. Like that's what it was like, you know, what it is like for me when it just suddenly arises. It's like a falling away, a letting go, a little bit of, of the sense of identity dies. And it's energetic, it's an energetic sense. It's, it's almost like the energy you get when you get a stomach flu or when you have butterflies in your stomach, or when you have that anxious pressure in your chest, or you know when you accidentally touched an electrical outlet and every muscle in the body contracts, it kind of feels like that. It feels like energy releasing, contracting and releasing, contracting and releasing, and that's kind of the process. So when that dissolves and it's seen that everything is just happening and the person viewing it doesn't exist, that itself was a pattern, a happening, then there's a kind of re-inhabiting of this with that deep non-intellectual knowing that nothing's really happening to anyone. And then you live, you just live. Life just lives itself. Everything is done. Bills are paid, mortgages are paid, friends are had, friends are left, family is loved or not loved and everything becomes radically authentic. We were talking about authenticity in the beginning of this. You just become exactly as the causes and conditions allow, and there's a deep peace. Jesus called it the peace that passeth all understanding. That's what he was talking about. Can you feel into that? When there's nobody to have a problem, are there really problems? They're just experiences happening and falling away beautifully, radiantly, perfectly. 
and it feels like unconditional love. There's no other way to talk about it because words will fail because words are designed for separate selves to talk to other separate selves in a collective delusion we call this world. <laughs> and you can come back and inhabit the delusion without the delusion aspect. And then it's just the world worlding itself. And it's beautiful. It's right here, right now. There's nowhere to go. To even say it's your birthright would imply that you were born. <laughs> There's a reason you can't remember your exact birth because it's a story. There's just this. There's always just been this. Um, getting spooky, huh? <laughs> Me Farmer says, when does Z-Dog University open for enrollment? If I start opening a Z-Dog University, that's when you know I've gone off into the woo-woo guru Lulu land. So don't trust me. Don't trust me if I do that. Don't trust me now. Trust yourself. Trust your own lived experience right now. Forget everything else. Forget everything I've said. Don't believe a word. Please don't believe anything I've said. Look here now. Here now at your own experience. Stop everything. Look. Stop the mind that says, this is my experience. That's your experience. Mine, yours. Let it stop. You can't stop it. Let it stop. And what's here right now? when there's just this. The only thing beyond all doubt that you can't doubt is right here. Thoughts can arise, doubts can arise, they're just appearances right here. This is all there is, this is all there needs to be, just this. And if you can feel into this, the next time you're about to walk into a patient's room and get yelled at, or you're about to go into that pizza party for Nurses Week, and you know in your core, every cell of your body that this is what there is beyond all doubt, this radiance of now. That pizza is gonna taste fucking great. <laughs> and it's a divine comedy. The whole thing is a cosmic joke that we think all of this is something it's not. It's really, if it weren't, if it didn't generate so much suffering, it would be purely hilarious. Like what a thing. That the radiant, empty, nothing awakeness that you are by its own appearances has fooled us into thinking that we can do something about anything and push and pull on something and that we're separate when none of it is the case. It's all just this. No other way to talk about it. You can only feel it when you surrender. Gillette says, I don't know exactly how long you've been on your journey, but it seems like you got to the point you are at quickly. <clears throat> no. 
life is the whole journey, right? But for me, the seeking began in 2012 when I had this shift in perception that I can't explain. And it happened, I'd done videos on this. Um, and that was just the first kind of shift, the first kind of, you can call it awakening, but it's not an event. It's not a thing. We just use words to describe things. But suddenly everything that I thought was real, I, I realized, oh, all this stuff I was doing was for a self that isn't, an ego that isn't real. And then the rest of the journey is the ego coming back and saying, oh no, I am real. And then the contraction and the expansion, the contraction and the expansion and meditation and retreats and the whole thing that you do, which by the way, you're not doing anything. Those things, this is, my, this is what I deeply intuit. Those things show up energetically when you're ready because you're just unfolding. And if you find yourself called to, to, to seek these things, to meditate, that means that you're, you're this pattern, this neuronal storm of you is unfolding towards awakening or through awakening to deeper realization. <clears throat> and the way that shows up in the relative world is you find yourself meditating. You find yourself reading spiritual books. You find yourself watching YouTube videos on non-duality or watching me, or you find yourself doing you know, ayahuasca or guided psilocybin or some psychedelic. None of that causes anything. In retrospect, it seems like, oh, I did these things. I was on this journey. It took this many years. I did this, I did this, and now I'm here. But in reality, you've done nothing. You've gone nowhere. It's always been this. There's no awake and asleep. It's just the energetics. And as the energetics shift, it appears from this vantage that there was a being who woke up. There's no such fucking thing. There's no such thing. I'm sorry, I get, my language gets very direct. There is no beings. There is no awakening in that way. There's just this. There's never been a single human who has awakened because there's never been a single human in the way we think. That's a story. And you can live entirely in the story and fool yourself into thinking the story is real and that's fine. For the majority of people, they don't have a problem with that except maybe they drink a bunch, maybe they use drugs to numb themselves, maybe they suffer and don't know why, maybe they've never really been at peace without seeking some kind of food or sex or escape, distraction, phones, social media. That's the standard human operating system of believing the dream is real. But what about you wake up and then it's a lucid dream. The reality, you know it's got no substance. You know thoughts point to nothing. You know there's no beings to awaken. There's just everything appearing in its right place for no one. And the illusion is created that you're a separate self. How beautiful is that? That's a fucking miracle that you can actually believe that all of this is real enough that you can love romantically, you can love a family, you can love your children, and it's so powerful and so beautiful and so 
perfect, even the hurt and the suffering and the loss and the grief, and you can feel it all lucidly, knowing its appearance and still feel it absolutely fully, as if you're lucid dreaming. You're walking through a dream, knowing it's a dream, but you're fully enjoying every aspect, even the nightmare aspect, because it no longer, no longer is there anything at stake for a you because there seemed to be no you, there's just the dream dreaming. Nothing to gain and lose, everything in its right place, even the hurt, even the sorrow. So what does that mean? Oh, people, people will say to me in comments, but so does that mean if someone hurt your child or abused your child, you would just say, oh, everything's perfect and that's fine? Fucking A. Part of the perfection of the unfolding is this human body mind does what it's conditioned to do seamlessly and authentically. And if you touch my child, I will fucking kill you. That's just how the conditioning shows up. Awakened, unawakened, enlightened, it doesn't matter. It's authentic unfolding in the dream. So this idea that you just roll over and let the world take a shit on you is bullshit. And it's actually, I'll tell you what it is. That thinking, which is all it is, it's thought, is a way that the mind ropes you back into the dream because that's what the mind is designed to do is to keep you feeling separate because that's how it showed up and evolved in this non-space of nothing. It's this beautiful game of trying to get you to keep feeling separate and keep trying to get yours and hide from things that seemingly hurt and repress emotions that seemingly hurt. So it's gonna tell you things like you'll leave, you'll, you'll leave your family, you'll do this. Hey, if that's gonna happen, that's gonna happen, awake or not. Simple as that, you know? What I realized is I could be married, I could be divorced. They're exactly the same from the standpoint of reality because both of them are dreams. However, this character, this series of causes and conditions that is Zubin energetically, prefers one over another, prefers staying with my wife, prefers loving his children, prefers keeping them safe. So I'll roll with the preference. There's no I doing it. It's all unfolding perfectly. So bills are paid. You chop wood, you carry water, as they say in Zen. Pre-enlightenment, post-enlightenment, it's the same. The difference is there's no suffering. There's nothing at stake. There's a joy and an unconditional radiant love that suffuses all of reality because there's only this happening. There's no other, there's, there never could have been other. It's beautiful beyond beauty, beyond words, beyond this lifetime. It is the eternal reality of now, always and already, radiantly this. How else can you say it? A million other ways and none of them do it justice. <laughs> oh man let's see adventure time mandy says just want to say you're hugely inspiring i'm a paramedic from new zealand and i've had huge burnout the last few years been listening and bought awake uh angelo delulo's book the other day and can't wait to read it you are in for a ride because as i said reading the book is not going to change you the fact that you are compelled to read the book means energetically you're on a path that is out of your control Pandora's box is open and it's gonna unfold for you in a way that you can't predict because you're not doing it. No one's doing it. And there's no force doing it for you. It's the universe universing through and as you. Eternal presence 
radiating through and as your eyes and ears and mouth. It's insane. And yet the only sane thing, this collective consensus reality is the true insanity if you believe it. If you don't believe it, it's beautiful. It's as beautiful as any appearance because that's all it is. I love it. These are beautiful comments from a lot of nurses. T. George says, how has Z mom and Z dad been following you for a while and miss you talking about them? Let's talk about them. I saw them recently. So um, Z dad is 83. He had been really sick, um, has COPD from living in the Central Valley and breathing all that crap air and dust for so many years. Um, <clears throat> has a little diastolic heart failure. Um, probably from longstanding COPD from that, never smoked and um, got really sick over the last couple of years, was in the hospital. We thought he was going to die. He was that sick and ended up getting COVID in a nursing home, which is ridiculous, but that happened uh, late in COVID, got Omicron, got sick again, went back to the hospital. It just kind of tipped him over because he was so frail wasn't really the COVID in itself. He never had all that cytokine storm and all that. And then he got better and now he's back at home and he's walking with a walker and doing his thing. And uh, so I saw them last month and my mom is doing well. She's 80, um, gonna be 81 this month and is just full of energy and doing her thing, but she's gotta kind of take care of him and it's been hard. So when I saw them this last time, it was after my wife and I had had this big shift when Suzanne came up and uh, you could just feel everything, right, in the room. You could feel, my dad was actually felt very much at peace and very calm. Uh, and my mom, of course, is a bundle of, of energy and anxious energy. And so you could feel all of that, but I think it's all in its right place. And so they're actually doing pretty well right now. Um, and uh, my sister is nearby and she helps them. And so, you know, I've wanted to do kind of a show with my parents, but they, it's just, I think they're like, my dad is very hard of hearing now. That's actually progressed quite a bit. Uh, and some of that might be because he's on, you know, a reasonable amount of Lasix, which can actually sometimes affect hearing, but it's probably just old age. His dad had a lot of hearing loss at that age. Um, and his dad, I think lived to 90. And um, so, yeah, that's a, thank you for asking. It is so interesting because they have this saying like, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. And, and the reason they say that is not because your parents are bad people or whatever. It's because the deepest human conditioning, it starts at birth, is your, the conditioning you have with your birth family, whether you're adopted or whatever. I mean, your family that, you, that raised you. And it's true, like you can go there and you can feel all that conditioning you feel it with your siblings, you feel it with your parents. And the, but the difference is you allow yourself to feel it. You don't try to repress it and you don't basically act out on it. You just go, oh, wow, look at that thought just arose. Yeah, that's a pattern since very young. Oh, that's an avoidance pattern since very young. Wow. Hmm. And how that shows up is you're just sitting there listening. You're open. You're like a giant sense organ feeling everything in the environment and things that you wouldn't allow yourself to feel like how anxious your mom is, you know, or 
whatever, whatever your case is with you. Uh, and you feel it and you go, wow, wow. And you know, something can arise at that point. It's a kind of a deep compassion and forgiveness for everything. Like you forgive yourself for being the way you are because you go, well, you're just a conditioned pattern. There's no you there pulling the strings. You didn't make any choices. It just is, of course, Zubin would do this. Zubin would respond this way. Thoughts would arise like this. Of course, this behavior would happen. That's all fine. Now you see it. Maybe you make, maybe different behavior arises because you see it and the pattern changes. The weather pattern is broken. It's no longer tornadoes and hurricanes. It's more like some calm spring sun. And the same with your parents. You go, of course, they're the way they are. Like this is how they were conditioned. And of course, they're gonna say this, they're gonna do this, and they're gonna behave this way. And it's all exactly right. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to push on. It's the same expression of the radical perfection of this. But the knowing of that lucidly, seeing the dream as the dream, but being lucid and going, oh, this is the dream, how, how beautiful. Maybe you show up a different way because the pattern changes. It's behavior because the causes and conditions are different now. That's just how it is. It's just this. Um, Carrie says, want to surrender, but surrendering needs to happen without trying to surrender, doesn't it? Wish I could get past it feeling like such a limiting contradiction. So this is the, that is the, that is the paradox of surrender. You don't surrender, surrender surrenders you. So how can that happen? Sometimes it's as simple as exhaustion. Like you keep seeking, how do I surrender? How do I surrender? I do this, I do this, I do this. Oh God, I'm so tired. <sighs> oh my God, it's just this and surrender happens. Sometimes in my case, you know, like it was my wife telling me all this stuff that she had kind of suppressed over the years and it just blowing up, like feeling it fully. That's what woke her up was, because her personality is to kind of repress difficult emotions to create an inner peace of mind. She's an Enneagram nine, the peacemaker. And when that relaxed, when it was like, no, I can actually express. Because Suzanne told us, she was like, you know, both of you two can handle anything the other one has to say. And so she was like, okay, it's all systems go. Here's what's going on. And, uh, and so for her, that was a huge opening. It was a kind of surrender. For me, I was forced to surrender this version of myself that I thought was real, that I thought stood on very solid ground. The ground wasn't solid. So that was a surrender. I was surrendered by the causes and conditions around me. That happened to be my wife. And on the other end of that, it could either be divorce, separation, et cetera, or in our case, oh my gosh, all this time we've been right here and we haven't seen each other. And just deep, unconditional love. And it can go either way and either way is fine. I just happened that my preference was for this to happen and it aligned with what actually happened. So I guess I'm lucky in that sense but it's beautiful. It's absolutely beyond beauty. That's how surrender happens. You don't do it. It's kind of done. Like, I don't know why Suzanne came and spent the week and Angelo recommended it and he didn't know why. He thought we were gonna make videos, and, but he had an intuition. And it's just the universe universing. It's all perfect. And that's how it will be and is for you. You just may not see it. 
all your struggle, all your hardship, all your trauma, all your seeking, all your working, all your reading, all your studying this, all your wanting and desiring and averting and messing up and fucking up and guilt and shame and all of that, it's all leading and led to exactly this singularity of the furnace of this now moment that burns up all delusion right here. Just let go into that again and again and again. That's it, that's all. It only happens now, only now. There's no future time you wake up, it's now. How, when did this journey all start for you, Aaron Alexander? <laughs> By the way, Gypsy Cat Dad says, oh my God, my parole officer says the same thing. <laughs> yes, mine too, surrender again and again and again. Um, Aaron, that's a great question. For me, it was when I was very young, I was trying to figure out how all this worked, what was reality, and I, I First I was religious and you know my parents are Zoroastrians and I thought there was a God and I prayed to him and um, <clears throat> believed in all the kind of magical aspects of prayer and that kind of thing. And then I kind of got into science and was like, well, God doesn't make sense from a scientific standpoint because science. And then I've tried to find meaning in the universe through astronomy and cosmology and how does this work? What was the big bang? What's particle physics, quantum mechanics, relativity, and then medicine. How do I, how can I understand the miracle of life? Well, let me try to dissect it and break it into parts and put the parts back together. That was medicine. And so seeking, seeking, seeking in that way. And then I hit my thirties, I was done with training and I was working and I realized there's something ineffable about this human experience with patients that can't be reduced, that doesn't respond to pills. That's all about this. What is that? I couldn't figure it out, so I turned to literature and I started reading Haruki Murakami and he's a Japanese author and others just like fiction and going, where? why am I feeling something reading this? What is this that I'm feeling? I'm still a reductionist, I'm still a scientist, I'm still an atheist in that way. I'm like, how can there be a God when it doesn't make any sense? And then I come up on 40 and I'm totally burned out. I'm miserable, I'm working at Stanford. It's a total shit show. I'm realizing reductionist medicine doesn't work. We didn't even prevent all the disease that's showing up and we're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic and then Epic is live and that fucking sucks. And uh, I'm married and I have two young, young, young kids. And I'm like, why is this not bringing me happiness? This is supposed to be the source of happiness. It seems everything is so transient. What is this seeking mind? And then I start making videos on YouTube as kind of a cry for help a way to kind of reconnect with whatever that authenticity was, reading Murakami and going, God, all his protagonists are these male alienated figures that seem to be struggling with identity. Who are they? Who am I? Am I this guy that sits, you know, puts a white coat on and goes and goes through the motions of rearranging deck chairs? Or am I this? And so I start making YouTube videos as a character because I couldn't admit to the fact that Authentic me is good enough. So I had to create a character. So then I use the character ZDogMD and it grows and it gets the attention of Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, my friend who is now deceased. That's a whole nother talk. 
And he says, quit your job and move to the desert of Las Vegas and I'll give you some startup money and you can build something that actualizes the things you're complaining about. And I did that. And when I moved to Vegas in 2012 with my family and my wife, the saint, who has been on a path and didn't know it, never meditated a day in her life, always searching for what this is too, said, you know, there's something that says that this is the right thing to do. Even though I'm happy at Stanford as a radiologist, let's go to, and we'll give it a try. And that permission was enough to go and everything was blown open for the first time up in Tony's room with his friend, Sarah, maybe a little bit of marijuana was involved and she's pointing at the present moment. But first she breaks down everything she sees in my own ego. And I didn't know what this was and I'm being attacked. My ego's being attacked. And the next thing I know, something shifted permanently where I realized I'm not my ego. I'm not my personality. I'm not even this body. I'm this present awareness of everything. And it didn't show up like that. It showed up as like, I don't even know what's going on, but I've never felt so light and free and perfect. And then everything went and unfolded from there. And it was a lot of contraction back into the self and a lot of struggle and then building a clinic and health 3.0 and going around the country speaking and growing the music videos and meeting Tom and Logan and building the whole thing and this more seeking, but also more emptiness, more emptiness in a good way, more presence, more like, what is this? Connection, spontaneity, authenticity, and then fakeness. Going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then I come back to the Bay Area and it just progresses exponentially after Angelo DeLulo writes me an email, hey, you don't know me, I like Doc Fader. I wrote a book, I'm a doctor, it's about awakening. I read the book, something shifts and shifts and shifts and Angelo comes and we do videos and then other people have shifts and the next thing you know, it's an exponential course. Did I design any of this? No. Could I have done this myself? No, it's the universe waking itself up. <laughs> when I think about it in retrospect, that's all it is. It's unbelievable. Just Hazel says, you don't have a single cavity, do you? I had 11 cavities by the time I was 12 years old. I would eat sugar and drink milk right before bed and brush my teeth before doing that. I, I had so many cavities, my whole mouth is fillings. <laughs> um, Gypsy Cat Dad, who's our resident comedian today, the jester archetype. Medical question, is something wrong if one testicle hangs lower than the other three? <laughs> no, actually that's exactly right. Uh, it's a normal variant. The fourth testicle always hangs slightly lower than the other three. Um, looking through comments, looking through comments, where are we? I gotta be careful not to go too long or it won't replay on, on Instagram. I have no idea how long I've gone, so. I may have to stop soon. Let's see, uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Where are the comments? Um, people talking about their cavities. Oh, you're welcome, me farmer. Glad to share the story. Awareness with Ashley says, you're introducing us to Angelo has completely changed my life too. I'm so glad. Listen, I get, so 
Recently, I did a inter two-hour interview with Suzanne Non-Duality. That's her YouTube channel. Her name is Suzanne Chang. And I edited out the part with my wife in it where my wife, day one post-awakening, comes and talks with Suzanne. And that's really only appropriate to watch if you're so into this path that you can understand that she didn't say much, but everything she said was silence. And so I didn't put that on the public because why? They'll just be confused. And, and my wife was like, you do whatever you want. Cause she's like wide awake now. <laughs> she's like, none of this matters. And yet she goes to work. She ended her sabbatical, goes to work. Perfect, more effective than ever. But this thing, so I said, hey, you guys email me, hello at zdogmd.com and tell me why you wanna see this video. And I got dozens of emails, maybe hundreds. And they're all saying the some variant of, I've been on this path and your videos with Angelo and introducing to Angelo, 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 Suzanne, Angelo, Suzanne, Angelo, I mean, it was so beautiful to see how this web of interconnection, this dependent origination of everything in reality, in our consensus reality, is so interwoven that it was so beautiful and inspiring because it's like, wow, I didn't do any of this. Like this is the universe connecting itself to itself as itself. And it shows up like this. It's beautiful. And Angela is like a huge catalyst in that network node. It's just unbelievable. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Allied Health Professional here. Thank you for everything you've shared about working at the top of our profession, the top of our training as our authentic selves. All right, Risa says I'm at 45 minutes. I think it's a good time to stop probably. What do you guys think? We may have done a thing. We may not have done a thing. I think I'll put this up on YouTube. Who cares? Um, it's fun. Or maybe not. I don't know, Risa. You tell me what you think. Um, Risa is, by the way, my right-hand man who is, uh, 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 her pronouns are she, her. <laughs> So I think, I think our pronouns are those because those are my pronouns. I want to be called those. Um, she makes all this pop. I couldn't do this without her. So thank you, Risa. All right, guys, I love you. Um, remember, if you want to try the, the gobble thing, I, I, the, the, the reason I reached out to them is I just love their shit. Their food is really good. And it's like changed our lives because we have two or three gobble meals a week and I can prep them. The kids can prep them. My wife can prep them. Then we throw them together and we have a sit down meal with no devices three nights out of the week. The other two, maybe we'll make something or we'll go out to eat or we'll like DoorDash something. So it's just been really great. And so I would love you guys to try it. And uh, if you go to gobble.com forward slash ZDogMD, two Gs, because one is insufficient to be a thug. Um, they're offering a, for $36 at six meals over two weeks, uh, I think. Something like that. You can read it there. I don't know. But I know it's a good deal to try this thing out. And if you don't and if you don't cancel, it'll auto subscribe you, so you want to be aware of that. It'll say that on the site. But it's their way of like getting you to try it, and I think it's awesome. And if you don't like it, cool, man. You're out 36 bucks, no big whoop. That you can get six meals for 36 bucks pretty good. All right. And I want you to practice mindfully cooking and eating that shit. Like be really present. Go, God, isn't this isn't this crazy how cooking just happens? and eating it, oh, the tastes and the aromas and the sights and the, the dishes are so visually appealing. It's just wonderful. All right, guys, I love you. I love you. And I think we're out. Peace. <laughs>